Hey everyone, this is Steve Hernandez, host of the Waterwise Pro Podcast. I thank you for joining me. This is episode number 16, and I have a special guest, Tyler Jernigan, uh, the Water Ops Supervisor for Mesa Water District. How's it going, Tyler? Uh, it's going great, Steve. How about yourself? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. Just trying to beat this heat this week. <laughs> it's a scorcher. Oh, it's brutal out there, that humidity. Yeah. Um, so, um, you know, Tyler, you were on my radar um, a while back when Mesa Water District highlighted you um, on their um, social media page, Instagram page. And uh, I just thought it'd be great to reach out to you and uh, start learning more about you and your history. And uh, and I thought it was great to just, uh, you know, highlight you as a WWP of the week. And so one thing I wanted to do with the podcast was to uh, highlight all the WWPs of the week and try to, you know, connect with them and, and let them tell their story and just kind of like how they got to where they're at. Um, you're, you're fairly young. You're really young actually. And you know, you're water ops supervisor for Mesa water. Do you mind just telling us kind of like how you got into the industry and, you know, kind of like, uh, you know, just about your journey and you know, obviously I'll throw some questions in there, uh, while you're telling the story, just to get our listeners a little bit more, you know, confidence and, you know, let them know that they're on the right path and kind of what worked for you and, uh, yeah, to make sure that they're doing everything that they can to be successful as well. Yeah, definitely. First, I just want to, uh, you know, say thanks for doing that. You know, the WWP of the week, I think that's really cool what you do, uh, you know, for the industry as a whole. I actually didn't have Instagram for years and uh, my buddies have all, you know, they've had a lot of buddies in the industry and they've all talked about, hey, Waterwise Pro, you know, this is the guy to go to if you want to get training. So, you know, not having taken any of your classes or really known you and I got Instagram, started following you and then, uh, yeah, and you sent me that message and you threw me up on your side. It was, it was pretty cool to see, you know, be recognized in, in the industry. And you you do that with, you know, a lot of guys and it's, uh, I think it's, it's cool. You don't really have anyone else doing that. Right on, so, man. Yeah. Going really starting, uh, like a lot of people, I think in the industry, I started in construction, really didn't have a coming out of high school. I didn't really have a, a path that I was like, this is exactly what I want to do. I loved working outside, loved working with my hands, uh, couldn't be stuck in an office, which I am now, but we'll get to that later down the road. <laughs> yeah, full circle, huh? Right. But, uh, so I got into construction and absolutely loved it. I was a laborer, uh, taught me my work ethic, uh, working with you know heavy equipment, uh, broke a few things with that. So I got taken off the heavy equipment, and put on the shovel, um, <laughs> just finishing concrete, forming, you know, tying up rebar, doing all that fun stuff, which I really enjoyed. And that was in, I started in full-time 2005. Uh, I started really in like 04 part-time when I was still in high school and then full-time in 05 and did that for a few years. And as everyone knows, when the recession hit, there was just no construction work left. Mm -hmm. So especially for someone, you know, of, of my caliber that was, you know, labor and didn't really have many other skills. So luckily, um, through my brother, actually, I was able to get uh, on with a company called Pump Check, which I'm sure many of your listeners uh, have, have heard of. They do pump efficiency testing uh, along with many other services they offer. Mm -hmm. And really getting with them, I, I got to be outside still, you know, working with my hands, not a ton of manual labor, but you're still turning wrenches and really starting to use my, my uh, cognitive thinking and really using my brain more than my brawn and uh, understanding how really how water districts, uh, how they work, how 
systems work, you know, hydraulics and testing pumps and kind of understanding all the apparatuses and all the, how, all the equipment, how everything works together. It was hands down the, the, uh, the best thing that could have happened to me in the, in the water field. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was great. Um, they're still around. Uh, I, I actually worked with them, you know, part-time up until last year. So with them, I got to travel all around California. They've, they've tested, you know, all the water agencies in California, a lot in Arizona, uh, Nevada. They have a lot of, um, customers along with Utah. So I got to go see all these different districts and, and kind of realize like, Hey, I think this is the route for me. You know, it's, I don't really look in long-term, like I don't really want to travel, you know, all the time. Like I want to settle down somewhere and be able to move up the ranks. Uh, at this time I was, I was dabbling in school, um, trying to finish that. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I ended up getting a job with JCSD with Harupa community services district. Um, uh, my first, first district I worked for came in as a, want to say pump maintenance worker. I think that was the, the job title pump maintenance worker one. Okay. And it just a really good learning experience. And did you have um, yeah, any, did you have any certs at that, at that time? So at that time, I want to say once I started seeing, you know, Hey, the district, this is what I need to do. Mm-hmm. I focused in, I, I would go on, uh, what is that? BC water jobs yep. literally every day. <clears throat> and I would see what's, uh, what's required of all the positions <clears throat> and really got familiarized with, you know, the distribution grades and the, the treatment grades. So I uh, started applying myself, went to, at that time, San Bernardino Valley College with uh, some of my coworkers. Well, actually, no, actually, I take that back. That wasn't some of my coworkers. Um, Started going there and took uh, my D1, D2, and I think that's what I had when I first started with Harupa. Uh, Yeah, so I got in as a a pump maintenance worker, one, and with, a, I believe, just a D2 at the time. And then you really, you start seeing that... uh, to move up the ladder, you know, in, in any organization, in any water agency, it's time and grade, right? It's just continuing to get those certs. And it, it took me a couple years. I, I was, uh, when I first got there, I was really comfortable. You know, you're, you're making steady money and, uh, it's not like construction where some, some weeks you kill it and some weeks, Hey, it rains. Sorry. Can't yeah. work. So yeah, it's tough. Yeah. So I wasn't in a huge hurry to, uh, to move up. I don't know really when that changed um, for, for everyone. It's, it's different, right? Life right. events, um, right. mentors, people you work with. Maybe, maybe it was the guys that I was surrounded with at that time. They uh, good, good group of guys over there. And I think they motivate, motivated me a little bit to start getting my certs. Um, one guy in particular, uh, one of my buddies, I think that was actually a, a big factor uh, him and I started studying together and, and going to some classes and, and just started, uh, it was almost like a competition and that that's probably for some of your listeners, that would be good. you know, when you have a partner at work, it's like you kind of get into a comp- friendly competition, right? You want, you want your coworker to do good as well. And it's like, you're pushing him and he's pushing you. Oh yeah, no, definitely. That's, I had one of those guys too. And my, my, my buddy was, uh, Mike Maestas. Um, he's, uh, I believe he's one of the ops managers at uh Cucamonga Valley water district. And, and we would take classes back and forth and we would just, you know, see who could get the best grades without, you know, trying, <laughs> or we would just kind of, you know, push each other and, you know, we'd go whatever, go get uh, 
go get dinner before or after. It just made the whole experience a lot easier than having to do it by yourself. And, uh, no, and I, I definitely agree with you on that. Getting a buddy to do it with is, is, uh, you know, a lot more enjoyable because you know, class is, is tough, you know, and, uh, it's kind of hard to stay motivated when you worked hard all day or it's 107 degrees outside and you got to go to school after that. But no, I, I totally agree with you. Yeah. It, it's funny you say that Mike Miestas, um, my buddy I worked with at JCSD, Matt Abel, him and I would took plenty of uh, Miestas' classes over San Bernardino Valley College. So yeah, he cool. helped us. He helped us along the way for sure. <laughs> so yeah, we um, work in there. I was able to move from uh, pump maintenance worker one to systems operator. Um, kind of along the same job, uh, you know, a little more responsibility. You're taking over operating the system uh, on call on both positions. So really just kind of moving up the ladder a little bit there. And this time in my life, I was, uh, I was getting married. So my wife uh, lived down in Costa Mesa. Um, so after we got married, I started looking, I said, oh, I need to, you know, I was commuting, rented my house out and moved down to an apartment down in Costa Mesa. And I was commuting back to JCSD, started looking around and, and landed a job with um, South Coast Water okay. as a systems operator two, I believe. So just natural progression, uh, kept moving on up and, and there, that was a great working experience. So it was relatively short. I uh, learned a lot about the distribution side, whereas JCSD, it was mainly production. So here, you know, digging up main lines and repairing that good group of guys, a lot of them came private sector or had been there a long time. And it was, it was ran more like a, like a private construction company. Those guys just, they, they busted ass and, and it uh, suited me well. I, I learned a lot running services, fixing hydrants, doing, doing whatever we had to do, trying to keep everything in house and right. really enjoyed that work. I was able to move up to system operator three there. Um, and at that time, I still looking, you know, at BC water jobs, it kind of became a habit at that mm -hmm. point. It was just, why, why, why is that? I'm sure you maybe I cut you off. You're probably going to tell me that, but why, uh, why keep your eyes peeled? Cause a lot of guys, you know, they get, they get the good job and then they all of a sudden they just get comfortable and they stop looking for more or they stopped, uh, you know, just kind of uh, seeing what else is out there. But why, why did you keep doing that? That's true. And to, to put my finger on it, I don't know some, I don't want to say, you know, that's just who I am, right. It's inside of me. That's, that's kind of garbage, but I think I'm, you know, just wanted to better myself. I, I could have been comfortable in any position that, that I was in, but maybe partially from, you know, my upbringing, partially from the people around me, I think it's just uh, kind of all the factors coming into one and, and each person out there, you know, you have to find your, your reason why, you know, my wife getting married at that time, I think that was a, a big factor too. Cause it's like, I've got a wife now I need to provide for, for her, which I didn't need to, right. She, had her own job, making good money, but it's looking down the road. It's like this, I'm going to have a family. I need to be the provider, do the best that I can. Um, had a buddy tell me once when, when I was younger and it's really like rudimentary, but it's, it's stuck with me. It's like, Hey, you're going to be at work for eight, nine hours every day. Right. Might as well make the most money you can while you're there. <laughs> right. And that's stuck. I mean, yeah. it's, that's not what it's all about, but it's stuck. It's yeah. like, Hey, if I'm here, might as well make the best of it. So, I mean, that's, like, that's why we work, right? 
that, that's why we go to work so we can provide. Yeah, right? I don't and, know if and, I'd come if I if it was, uh, <laughs> they weren't paying. Exactly, man. Because this shit is hard sometimes, right? I mean, whether it be you know working with the crew that uh, you know we're not all you know on the same page or the environment or just literally just the work. Sometimes it's, it, it is tough, you know, and, uh, and to not get paid. I mean, it's like, come on boys. Like, what are we doing here? You know? And so I think a lot of people don't, I don't know. I, I, that's why we got the job, right? Because it paid well, or it paid with, it paid better than the opportunity that we had before, obviously. Yep. And, uh, for some reason, a lot of people just stop and I don't get that. I really don't get that. That's, I don't know. There's, there's two sides of that coin, right? It's you, you need some people to, to be happy, content with where they're at, not just give up, but you need them to be happy with uh, being a system operator, one, two, whatever it is, because you need someone in every role. But then on the flip side, it's like, you want that person to want to move to the next role. So he's working you know, he, she is working as hard as they can, proving themselves to move on. I, I don't know. Some people might just be happy in, in a role and, and they do their best work. They just don't have any desire to move on. I don't understand that. That's getting into some <laughs> psychology yeah. on my uh, understanding. You know, you know, and I think it's, you know, if you're, if you, whoever you, whoever raised you, you know, your parents raised you and, uh, you know, they're making 20 bucks an hour and then you start making 25 you're like dude i'm killing it you know i'm killing it and you know i don't need to make more because i'm already doing better than them so it's just kind of like it's it's this it's what you're kind of grow up with i think you know and and i remember she's being really young and you know my dad saying he was making 20 some bucks an hour in construction you know and this is you know 80s or you know, early 90s and you know he was making you know 39 when you know towards the end of his career as an operator and, you know, my thing was just like, well, shoot, if I can get up to that, you know, I'm, I'm killing it, you know, yep. and you know, I was making more than that when I was 28. And so it was like, you know, it's just one of those things where I think if you're never exposed to more then you might not think it's in your wheelhouse. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people just kind of stop in, you know, just because they've never been, they've never been, um, I don't know, just exposed to more. And, uh, and I say, you know, challenge yourself and, you know, get out of the comfort zones and don't be like everybody else and, and try to do more things. Cause I think I said in the last podcast with, uh, you know, Robert, when we were doing the podcast and it was just basically saying that, that, um, you know, I, I don't think you can truly call yourself successful if you're not living your, to your true potential, you know, because you're kind of leaving a little in reserves and, you know, I'm just not, not a fan of that. So. Yeah, no, I, I definitely see that, that viewpoint for sure. That's, uh, and it, I mean, going back to, yeah, it's, it's how you were raised. It's how you perceive the value, right. Of, of your job is that some people don't put a lot of stock right in there. It's, Hey, I make this much money. It affords me to live this life, but that's, you know, maybe, maybe that's just how, how they prioritize, you know, their life. Like they just, they're, they're, I wouldn't say joy because we all have joy outside of work, but uh, they don't tie their, their value or self-worth, which we don't really, hopefully we don't, you know, tie completely into that, but that plays a, plays a factor into, into our, our value, if you will. Uh, I know it does for me. I think that's kind of what drives me to it's, it's not, yeah. not failing. Um, I do come from, you know, successful parents, relatively successful, right? There's many degrees to that. So it's, 
it's trying to yeah, yeah, yeah. kind of the American dream, right? Trying to outdo your parents, kind of what you're talking to. About. That's, I think, I think that's the, that, that should be the goal, right? I mean, that's just, that's just a way of honoring them is to, you know, and again, you know, successes could be measured in a whole bunch of different ways, right? It's just, you know, just doing, doing more with what you got, or it could be monetary, it could be a money thing, it could be, you know, a bigger home, or it could be just, a, you know, more free time with the family because you got a killer job. I mean, I mean, it could be all kinds of different things, you know, what way we measure success, but that should be the goal, I think. Let's, yeah. let's talk, let's talk about that for a second. So like, you know, was that a, was that a factor growing up? Like, did you, uh, you know, cause so you worked construction as a teenager, you worked for a uh, pump check, uh, doing, you know, uh, a pump test and stuff like that, traveling around, you're hustling, um, work for JCSD, work for South coast. Uh, now you're at, um, um, Mesa water. And so, I mean, a lot of guys look at you and, and, and I, and I, and I was there too, right. I was 28 year old, 28 years old and I'm a supervisor. So we'd go to lunch and, you know, there's uh, guys asking like, Oh, you know, where do you guys work? And it's just like, Oh, you know, we work for the city or whatever. And they're talking to the older, the oldest guy in the, in the group, right. Thinking that he's the, he's the supervisor. Or he's the lead, you know, and it was just funny because it would happen so often or we'd go to conferences and, and they, you know, walk around with the group of guys, you know, my team, and uh, they're always talking to the older guy and thinking he's the supervisor. And so, you know, a lot of us, a lot of, I just think society in general just doesn't expect the, the young person to be uh, successful or to be in the position that you're currently in now. And so, you know, it's, it's just, you know, kudos to you. Congratulations to all your hard work. But a lot of people see that and they're just like, how the hell did he get into management so, so early in his career? But it's because you, I mean, you had a, you have a lineup of, of jobs you've had, you've hustled it, you know, hustled it out. You know, um, I don't think you said it yet, but you, you have your master's degree, correct? I do. Yes. Yeah. I mean, that, public administration. that's, I mean, that's, that's awesome, man. You know, and that's, that's something that I was too fearful to do in the whole education thing. I just, you know, I just, you know, lost track of it and, you know, I still want to go and do it, but I just, you know, I haven't done it, you know, more, I think based out of just making excuses more than anything, but I mean, you've hustled, man. And, uh, you know, I, I can't say enough about, you know, the kind of individual you are, but like, so going back to what we're talking about, like family, like, you know, your parents were obviously a, a, probably a motivator and how did, you know, how did that work for you? Like, you know, what was, what was your goal? Like, you know, what, what examples did you have that you think, you know, worked for you, um, from your parents? Yeah, definitely. Um, well, so I'll kind of, I'll tie that into, but I, my wife tells me, um, I have a sickness, right? I'm, I'm a little different and it's not to toot my own horn or anything. I actually don't, uh, really, I wouldn't suggest this to anybody. I've kind of been a workaholic my whole life. Like now it's, it's almost taking a step back to enjoy life, but you got to put that time in. You have to, you're, if you want to be successful, you have to put that time in. And it's not like now I'm, I'm not putting the time in. I'm, I still do every day, but looking at, you know, going back growing up, uh, my father was working at a grocery store, you know, barely making ends meet, married my mom. They each had two kids and then they're poor, right? They're both working at the grocery store as checkers. They have two kids. Then they had me. My dad's like, oh crap, I've got five kids and, I, and they're broke, you know, not even living paycheck to paycheck. They're, they're going in the red. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so he, you know, he, went to school, went to night school and, uh, and just hustled 
all day, every day, just to, to make it by. And he showed me that, you know, determination and hard work and you put your mind to something, it's, it's going to happen. You make it happen. You manifest Mm -hmm. it and it's Mm -hmm. going to happen. So growing up, it was since, you know, he kind of, he went through that. It was, it was almost like a game with all five of us. And it, it, now we, we get together as a family and we look back on it. And it's funny to, to tell stories and maybe they're accurate or maybe they're not. I don't know. But I remember going through like a McDonald's drive through and, and it's not to say anything bad about anybody working the McDonald's drive through. They're probably doing what they have to do to get by right now too. But my dad would say, Hey, Tyler, you know why they're working in this drive through? Uh, no, it's because they didn't go to college. And I don't, I didn't necessarily agree with that or not, but that was, he would point things out all the time like that. And that's not to say you have to go to college, but sure. that was ingrained in my head from the time I was old enough to understand what school was, the importance of school. Um, I loved riding my dirt bike, a raced motocross. I mean, that was my passion. If I got a bad grade, bikes ripped away, you know, that, that was kind of a motivator too to, to keep, you know, my grades up. But really it was, uh, it was him just instilling, instilling that in me from a young age, my mom too. And then getting to work, you know, starting in construction, right. I, I did, I loved working outside. I loved building jumps. That was my thing when I was growing up. So just, it came natural to me working outside, working with dirt and equipment, cool. and shovels. Yeah, and, yeah. But, uh, you know, I'd start, start complaining, right. I'm working and then going to night school and I would, Oh, this is so tough. And, and he was like, Oh, it's tough, huh? And he comes sit me down and tell me stories. Yeah. How many kids do you have right now? Where, what are you paying for rent? And just go through these things and perspective, right? <laughs> exactly. Put it in yeah. perspective. And I'm like, wow, yeah, this isn't tough. I'm just being a wuss, right? Yeah, yeah. You go work an eight hour day and then you go to school at night and that's just what you have to do. Right. I uh, had great examples at work too. The construction company I worked for, fortunately enough, was my uncle, which, you know, some listeners like, oh, you got that job handed to him. No, he was the hardest on me than anyone on the job side. And he told me that from day one. He said, don't expect any favors. Right. <laughs> no, so that, really just having good examples. No, I think that's and I think that that's awesome. You know, we it's funny you said that because uh my uh so the baby's four, right? She's about yeah, four and a few months and uh she I forgot what it was she didn't want to do. She was just like, I don't want to do it, you know, and oh it was uh, just uh you know, get dressed or something like that. You know, it's just like, no, this is your job. Your job is to, you know, get dressed, eat all your vegetables, you know, uh, be a good girl, pick up after yourself, pick up your toys. Like that's your job right now. Right. And I go, and Papa's job is this, right. My, you know, Papa's job is to go to work, work hard so that we have a house and a bed to sleep in. And mama's job is this, you know, to take care of the family and, you know, take care of the house and, you know, take care of you. Right. And so like, just kind of laid it out and it's just like, you know, and that's just starting off with my, my four-year-old, you know, <laughs> and yeah, so, understanding expectations. Absolutely, that's, man. That's and we all have a role. We all have a role. Right. And then perspective too. It's like, Hey, and I just, and I told her, I go, look, I go, if I don't have my job, if I don't go to work and I don't do my job. Um, and she's just, cause I asked her, I go, what's Papa's job? And she's like, your classes. And it's funny cause she you knows she's four and she says my classes, you know? <laughs> and, uh, and I was like, that's right. And I was just like, and if I don't do my job, we won't, we're not going to have a house and you're not going to have a room and you're not going to have a bed, you know? And so I have to do my job. And so like, we kind of went like around, around the table and just identifying everybody's jobs 
and basically their roles and their expect the expectations of everyone within the family. And, you know, I don't remember, you know, my dad, like my parents kind of doing that. It was more of a, <laughs> like a louder tone and like, a, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't do your, you know, your part, this is what's going to happen kind of thing. But I think just by, you know, you know, communication is huge when you're young, you know, and, and, and as now as a parent, like, and you're just around the corner from that, like just creating that same line of communication, um, with your own family is going to be super important. And, you know, and, and you'll be able to take all the great lessons that you, you know, you got from your pops or your, your parents and, uh, and do those same things. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's just to build, you know, great people, productive people, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, yeah. Right to the point. I mean, understanding all our expectations, that's, what you try to instill in the, even, you know, in the guys in the crew, it's like, everyone has to carry their weight. Everyone, you know, everyone has to do their part. And I, I think this, this new role that I'm in, it's, uh, I think it's going to help me with, uh, with fatherhood. That's for sure. Cause just that example you gave right there. I mean, that's something you can relate from. You're probably talking with your guys, have that same conversation in different contexts and oh, then take absolutely. it to your four-year-old and, you know, change, change the context and she gets it and she has a great life lesson right there. Exactly, man. And it's, and it's funny, like the way we communicate with our, you know, with, with the youth is, is in a lot of ways, the same way we communicate with, uh, you know, with adults. And, and I remember being a treatment plan operator at Three Valleys Municipal Water District and we would get tours all the time, right? And uh, we'd walk by the said basin and the kids would ask, you know, how deep is that? You know, like, oh, it's about, you know, 14 feet deep. And, you know, talking about the said basin and the water in there. And, and then we'd uh, tour the uh, the council members or the board members or just a group of adults or college students. And they'd ask the same damn question. Hey, how deep is that? You know, it's just like it's it's funny. Like we're all kids inside. We all have this, you know, this curiosity, but we all have to have the same kind of structure. And it all starts when we're young and, and it's just, it's just the way, you know, different words or different scenarios, same context, but, uh, or different context, but, you know, same, uh, you know, points that we're trying to make. Um, it's funny. Yeah, exactly. I agree. But, um, so, so you, so from there, I think we, we went off track talking about your, um, uh, your upbringing stuff and what motivated you. And so then you found yourself at Mesa water and how long you've been at Mesa water now? So yeah, I left South Coast. Uh, I was only at South Coast for a short, short time. Um, like I said, that that BC water jobs. That's I think that's what took us off track. You know why? <laughs> why are you always looking? So it was just like I said, it became habit. Um, really, just looking at that to see, hey, wh- what can I do next? Just I got into that. I think I was already there, but just really wanting to get better and better and better. So getting my certs. Um, I think at that time I I had my I think I got my D5 at that time. If not, it was soon, right when I came to, to Mesa. But anyway, a, a senior operator position came available uh, at Mesa, which I had applied for years before and didn't even get a call back. Yeah. So I said, I'll try again. And got a call, uh, two interviews, and was fortunate enough to uh, to get the job. And it was you know, great. I've been here now for uh, almost four and a half years. So I was a senior operator for f- over four of those years. Mm-hmm. And just recently in, in June, um, 
was able to move to water operations supervisor. And that's uh-huh. just been a uh, complete, you and I, you and I have uh, actually had conversations about this. It's just, yeah, <clears throat> it's a Old complete animal. shift. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it's cause you're now before your responsibilities were operations and making sure everything's running and they're in, and uh, when the alarms pop up, you, you handle them and, you know, dress them accordingly. And, uh, and now it's, uh, you have staff to do that stuff, but you know, it's just, you know, planning, budgeting personnel, it's a whole nother beast. Right. And it, it, does it kind of, does it feel like you're like, um, kind of, uh, what do you call it? I don't know how, how, how Mesa is, if they had like a good, you know, like onboarding process as a man, as a supervisor and kind of like, kind of lead you up into that position. Cause like when I became supervisor, I, I had no prior experience doing budgeting or, you know, scheduling or any of that stuff. I was a really good operator, but, but never doing the things that was expected of me as a supervisor. And you, uh, can you speak to that? Like your experience, you know, just kind of getting into it right now as a supervisor. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would say they, they do have a good onboarding process. Um, it, I mean, everyone's going to lack in that, right? Because people come in with, with different backgrounds and, and different sets of knowledge. Uh, fortunate, fortunately enough, I just finished my master's degree in April and got the job in June. So all this stuff was still fresh in my head. So, I mean, planning, budgeting, going over all this stuff, completely different than, you know, what we do here, but the basics, the fundamentals were there. So it wasn't a foreign concept to me that, that helped out a lot. And then with, you know, we have great resources here. We have a business analyst who with our, you know, CMMS and our scheduling and planning, it's a lot of it is uh, computerized and not really populated, self-populated, but there's a lot of uh, tools that are available to, uh, to the supervisors and managers so it's that part hasn't been the biggest hurdle. Uh, the biggest hurdle for me is really it's really just understanding how different individuals communicate, um, what they expect, uh, how to get across what I expect of them, and really just working together on a completely different level. Before being a senior operator, you know the guys would will look to you and, and you know this, you could talk to them completely different when you're out in the field. There's no real etiquette out there. It's just your own job site. You do what you got to do. You, you guys, if you get upset, you yell at them, they yell back. You guys are buds, whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> now being in this position, it's completely different. It's, uh, I, I don't like to say it's political, but you have to be politically correct on a lot of things. Um, lead with diplomacy and right. Yeah, it's it's a it's a new skill set. And you said something to me when I first got this job when we were talking. You said the skills that that got me or that made me a, a good a senior operator aren't going to be the same skills that that make me a good supervisor. Right. At first, I'm like, ah, I don't know. I, I think I have good skills, and yeah. it's like, dang, Steve knows what he's talking about because <laughs> these skills aren't working. I got to get some new ones. I don't lie, dude. I don't lie. <laughs> And that's just been my experience too, you know, and, and I try to tell the guys too. And I'm like, you know, that are just starting out, like even the utility worker ones or, you know, crew leader or whatever. It's like, I've been there, man. Like 
it's not going to work that way. <laughs> or there's a, you know, there's a system or you got to be patient or whatever it is. It's just like, you know, it's a, it's, it's just, you know, the same stuff that, you know, your parents told you when you're young, like, Hey, don't do this. You're going to get hurt. And sure shit. You, you get hurt. Right. Yep. Cause you didn't listen. So it's just one of those things where, you know, as a supervisor, you're going to have to learn, you know, what works for you. And it's, it's definitely its own skill set. Um, it's an art to be able to manage, you know, people and a team successfully and um, all that stuff you're going to, you're going to learn, you know, really quickly. And uh, yeah, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for you. Thank you. I'm, uh, I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's the next step that, uh, that you, you've got to do and you've got to master it before you can move on past this. But I've, I'm having a hard time right now, but every position up till this position, right. I, I would get, you know, operator one to two to three to senior. And it's like, okay, here's my next one. Here's my next one. This is the first time where I've stepped back and I'm like, okay, I know I'm not ready for the next step. <laughs> I need to get, I need to plant myself here and, and yeah. learn. Yeah. And why do you think that is? Because before it was more like technical working with your hands, troubleshooting, right. And now it's more administrative and, uh, uh, I think it, that's exactly it. And it's yeah. all new and it's all new to you too. Right. So yep. it's like, and it's just kind of like well, all that other stuff that you learned before when you first learned it or you first, you know, encountered pumps, you're just like, Oh my God, like, you know, electrical and moving water and pressure or, you know, amps, like whatever, like, you're just like, Oh, what the hell, you know? And then, and so you're probably feeling the same way, just overwhelmed. And, uh, you know, I tell everybody hard work works and you know, the way you do one thing is the way you do everything. And so you'll, you'll master it. It's just going to be time. You know, you have the work ethic and you have a great foundation and it sounds like your head's on. Right. So you have, you know, nowhere else to go, but up and, uh, it's exciting. Thank you. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited for it. So we'll see what the future brings. (laughs) Um, what are some of your, uh, you know, short and long-term goals you have for the rest of your career? Any, uh, any, any future plans? Oh, that's, that's another thing my wife says I have, uh, issues with is, is planning because I, I think that's why another reason why I didn't have issues, you know, coming into to supervising. I, I love to plan. It's, really? I like geek out on that. It's, it's kind of <laughs> been my thing forever. I've always had lists and it's always like, Oh, this, I want to do this, this month and this, this year and just move down the line. But, uh, right now, really my short term, you know, in the next year is just, is really just get a good solid foundation. And, and I wouldn't say turn this department around, but get this department operating as efficient as possible, you know, continue to earn the guy's trust, um, get them what they need, just be, do, you know, what I've done and, in my career so far, just do the best that I can here and not just look out for me. I've I've tried not to do that, that you can get stuck in that, uh, in that hole. And it's like, I'm just doing this for me. Right. And that's, you don't want to have that, that attitude or that. And everybody can see it too. Yeah. So, and bring, you know, bring the guys. That was one of the first things that I did. I sat down with guys said, what are your, what are your goals? So it's, you want to help them get that. If it's getting more certifications, then, Hey, I know a guy who does some classes. <laughs> you can go over and take some. Uh, but yeah, helping them as best you can. So it's just just moving forward in this department. And, and I would say preparing myself, even though I said I, I'm not looking forward. I'm, I'm always looking forward, but I, I know I'm not ready for it. But it's getting ready for that next position, that operations manager 
uh, you know, ops manager position um, or equivalent, right? Superintendent, whatever, sure, whether sure. it's here or I, I would love to stay here um, or whether it's you know somewhere else. No, that's good, man. And it's going to take time. Like you, you know, you climb the ladder really fast. And what I've seen just the trend in our industry is like, once you get the management, that, that, uh, that vertical climb just kind of, it tapers, right. It's more horizontal than it is vertical. Once you get into management, because, you know, you, you got to be a seasoned manager now to get to that next level or supervisor to get to that next level. And, uh, you know, before you're like, you know, I remember, I was at Pomona when I first started and I took on, you know, from production, pulling wells to the reservoir crew to distribution, one, two pump operator, treatment plan operator, like within five years. And, uh, you know, it was like five different positions or something like that. And so it's like you climb really quickly when you first get started. Um, obviously if you have the ambition, you're getting your search, you're going to school and you're just, you know, working out of class constantly that's that's one good way to move up is work out of class, right? But once you get into the supervisor role, it's uh you know it it, uh, it takes a little bit longer, I think, um, because you want to learn all the different aspects of management and you know project planning or you know overseeing projects, um, just uh, everything, man. Well, I agree on that, and it's it's almost right if you think about it. <clears throat> if you moved into an operator two or operator three position too early, mm -hmm. you've got someone there, right? You've got your lead. You've got the guys around you. If you move up too fast in management, somehow, you know, uh, I don't know how you, somehow there's a gap that needs to be filled and eh, let's just move this guy up, which yeah. hopefully they don't, but you can yeah. be in a world of hurt. I mean, you're just gonna, everyone below you, you're, they're going to suffer. The organization's going to suffer. So I see why it does take a while. Once you get into management, it takes a long time to move, you know, to the, the next position because you've right. got to be ready. That's it, man. And, and I've seen it, you know, and I'm, I'm sure we've all experienced, you know, uh, a manager or a lead that's kind of in over their head and either they're strong in admin, but doesn't know the op side or vice versa. And, and you see that it, it lacks the, the, the agency, um, it lacks or the, the department lacks when, you know, the, the, the manager or director is just not, completely solid and, and, and just well-rounded. Yep. So, um, I agree. Uh, yeah. Well, right on, man. Um, you got, you got anything else you want to chit chat about or anything, uh, come to mind? Like no, to share about the journey just, or any, you know, like, uh, just more encouraging words that you want to share with uh, those that are you know, trying to look, you know, look to, you know, get into management, uh, or, you know, or they're, they're kicking ass in their career. And they're looking to get into a lead position. Any uh, anything you want to share with them on how to do that? Yeah, I mean it's it's the same old story, right? But it's you could hear it from from everybody. It's really listen to the guys who've who've been there, who've done it, right? Listen to to the Steves of the world. Listen to if you're in the organization already, that person who has the job that you want. It's kind of what I did. You go talk to them. How did you how did you get here? And then they're not going to hold your hand. No one's going to hold your hand in this stuff. You've got to be self-motivated. You've got to set aside some time, say, like you asked, you know, what's your short-term and long-term goals? I encourage people to write them down. That's, you know, those self-development books. They're, some of them are kind of corny, but that's one of the biggest things. It's write your goals down. You can see it. You don't need to put it on the fridge or anything like that. Write it down. Put it somewhere where you run into it every once in a while. But attack them, 
right? You can, even if it's one class at a time, you're working for, let's get this cert by the end of the year. Right. Don't, if you're not that type of person, don't set super lofty goals because you'll fail and then you'll get discouraged if that's your, your personality, right? Know who you are. But if you are, I mean, set them high, right? right. Set huge goals and if you fail, whatever, you're still getting somewhere. I agree. But it's just moving forward. Yeah. Taking baby steps. And I think, uh, you know, complexity is the enemy of execution. So meaning that if, if you make something too difficult or you make the goal like extremely huge and you're just focused on that one, like, you know, huge goal, you know, it's going to, you're going to look at it like, damn, <laughs> how the hell am I going to get there? Right. And, but if you, you break it down into mini goals, like, Hey, I want to get my T5, D5. Right. And you're just getting started. Well, you got to start to start, start taking classes. Right. And one exam after the next and, and just be patient, you know, uh, progressive patience is important, right? Just meaning like you're constantly working forward, but you know, it's going to take time. I agree. Reaching out. I mean, networking with, with people in the industry, whether you're trying to get in, uh, or you're already in and you're wanting to move up and it's every, <clears throat> I did this when I was younger and I don't know if I've made it a habit now, or I've kind of forgot about it, but I try to, everyone I talk to, right. Especially people who I thought I perceived as intelligent, I would try to just soak up as much as I could and, and take what I could from them, ask them, you know, question, even just talking with them, a regular casual conversation, yeah. try to remember what they said. Oh man. And you just put it, you know, store it in your, in your memory bank. And you know, there's, there's nuggets throughout. I can go back, you know, from when I was a kid and there's nuggets, you know, throughout my life where just try to try to be around good people, talk to, to good people and you know, be in good company. And I think you'll, continue to move up absolutely and filter out all the bad stuff because there's gonna be a lot of bad stuff along the way too oh yeah yeah <laughs> with the good people be a sponge with everyone else you gotta sift it. <laughs> that's it that's it man well right on man well i appreciate your time i appreciate you uh wanting to get on here um i know podcasts aren't aren't uh, everyone's thing but uh we tried making it happen a while back and uh we uh, we both got busy and and, uh, and and I'm glad we were able to link up today and, and do this podcast and uh, hopefully we can do more in the future and and talk about what's working what's not working for for you and the team and maybe do some troubleshooting that uh, can hopefully help out others. Yeah, definitely. I'm uh, I'm game for that. This was uh, enjoyable. I didn't know how it would go. I'm not really a a talker. Uh, never done one of these things, but uh, that turned out turned out decent. Right on, man. Well, it was good. Uh, it was good talking to you, Tyler. Uh, you take it easy, man. You too, Steve. All right, thanks. See ya.